what I want to do now is play AOC. AOC did a piece that was about an a, a hour and a half long or so. And what I wanted to do is I, so that, you know, I, I went through that thing and I cut some of the basic pieces out. And, uh, and then uh, we'll go from there afterwards. So let's go ahead and listen to AOC. I love her. I interviewed her a couple of times. All of a sudden, I hear boom, 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 boom on my door. And then I hear these huge, violent bangs on my door and then every door going into my office. No voices, there were no yells, no one saying who they were, nobody identifying themselves and just boom, boom, boom. And I, I just get up like this and I run over to the legislative office and I run over to G and G just looks at me back and he just goes, hide, hide, run and hide. And so I, I run back into my office. I slam my door. There's another kind of like back area to my office. I jump into the bathroom and I immediately realized that I shouldn't have gone into the bathroom. I should have jumped in the closet. And so I, I open the door when all of a sudden I hear that whoever was trying to get inside got into my office. And then I realized that it's too late, that it's too late for me to get into the closet. And I, I hide back in, in the bathroom behind the door. And then I just start to hear these yells. Where is she? Where is she? And I just thought to myself, they got inside. And so I hide behind my door like this, like I'm here and the bathroom door starts going like this, like the bathroom door is behind me, or rather in front of me. And I'm like this and the door hinges right here. And I just hear, where is she? Where is she? And um, this was the moment where I thought everything was over. I felt that um, if this was the journey that my life was, taking that I felt that things were going to be okay um, um, and that you know I had fulfilled my purpose um, and so I look through this door hinge and I see this um, white man in a black beanie um, bump just like open the door of my personal office and come inside the personal office and yell again where is she and then all of a sudden I hear my staffer G yell out. He's, he's like, hey, 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 it's okay. Come out, come out. And I come out and this man is a Capitol Police officer. But the story doesn't end. It's a Capitol Police officer. There was no partner, was not yelling, you know, Capitol Police, etc., etc. But then what, but then it didn't feel right because he was looking at me with a tremendous amount of anger and hostility. I talked to G, my legislative director, after the fact, and he said, no, I didn't know if he was there to help us or hurt us either. And and G was actually like, th this man came with so much hostility that G was sizing him up and didn't know if he was gonna have to fight him. And we couldn't even tell, we couldn't read if like this was a 
good situation or a bad situation. Like so many other communities in this country, like just that presence doesn't necessarily give you a clear signal if you're safe or not. And then he just looks at me and yells at me and he just goes, go down and then go to this other building. And it wasn't until we get to that building that we realized he didn't give us a specific location. He didn't give us a room. He didn't give us a place to go to. He just gave us, he said, go down. He told us to go to a certain level of a certain building. And that level of that building was street level um, because the buildings were not secure yet. And this is around the time when the Capitol was being stormed that we can like hear all of these rioters behind the glass of the doors, <laughs> you know? and we have no specific location to go to. We're in the hallway, we're in like, like the Dunkin' Donuts of the basement and we don't have any secure place to go. I don't know where to go. And so I think, and there are two members of Congress that I know in that building. And I was like, let's go there. And so it literally felt like just, I don't know, it, it almost felt like a zombie movie or something. We knew that violence was expected on the 6th. We knew that that violence was predicated on someone telling the lie, the big lie about our elections. We knew all of this in advance. We knew that violence was planned for the, for the sixth. We knew that that violence depended on the lie, on someone upholding the lie that our elections were fraudulent. Lies that Republican secretaries of state said were a lie. Republicans had said it was a lie. Republican governors had said it was a lie you know, et cetera. And these senators, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, knew that it was the lie. And they knew that these violent people needed the lie. And they chose because they thought it would be politically advantageous to them. They, they chose to tell the lie. All of these things were known in advance. And then five, six people have lost their lives. Others have lost eyes, limbs, many more have have been traumatized and yet in after all of that after they perpetuated that lie amplified that lie knowing that that violence needed that lie after they told that lie after they saw people lose their life on the steps of the capitol afterwards not even and i'm sorry not even a i i didn't i didn't know that me doing this would result or contribute to this violence. And if I had known, I wouldn't do it and I'm sorry. But no, the response in the last three, four weeks is we did the right thing. I would do it again. I don't regret it at all. And so if that is your stance for these insurrectionists and these people who incited the violence, if that's their stance, then that means they continue to be, to be a danger to their colleagues. Because what they are saying is, Given those same conditions, I will choose to endanger my colleagues again for political gain. That's what they're saying. When, when I think about the psychosis of these people, and I'm not talking about those who were uh, hoodwinked into doing this. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about those people who know the truth and continue, just as she says, they know the truth. They know they're, they're, that election fraud didn't cost Trump the election. He just didn't win the votes. 
Republicans can't win a popular vote in America any longer. The policies just don't square out. It's, an, it's a near impossibility unless progressives don't vote. But otherwise, it's an impossibility for Republicans to win. So they are willing to destroy the country instead of modifying, moderating what they believe in, instead of coming closer to what most Americans want. So they'd rather destroy the country. The pathology behind that, think about it, brothers and sisters, the pathology that you are willing to destroy a country you are willing to become a terrorist within your own country because you didn't get your way. And that is what makes them dangerous. And that is why all those insurrectionists, the ones that were the, not, not, I mean, there are a lot of folks out there. And like I said, a lot of you get on my case for saying there are good people out there confused, thinking that somebody's taking something away that they never really had. That's who they are. That's who I want to reach. That's why I wrote my book. And by the way, I'm going to plug it right now. It's worth it how to talk to your right-wing neighbors, friends, family, all of that. You know why? Because we have to do it. We have to do it. All of them are not crazy. All of them are not evil. All of them don't want to do what the insurrection is, the one that wants to crack open somebody's skull. The one who knows that the truth is that Trump lost. Trump never, ever won. So I am saying, don't just look at them as crazy. They are not. It's amazing how psychology works. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.